It is time to look ahead to 2024, and of course, we're going to start off with number one, Mackenzie Gore. What kind of season could Mackenzie Gore have? Don't be surprised if this guy is going to be the ace. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you all for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And of course, I'm your host, Ryan Clary. You can catch me over on Twitter, over at RyanClary11 as well. And of course, check us out wherever you get your podcast. Just search Locked On Nationals, and that is where you will find us. But of course, check us out over on YouTube. Hit that subscriber button and hit that notification bell as well as we are your home for your Washington Nationals coverage. And of course, it is your team every day, as always, on the Locked On Podcast Network. So later on in today's show, today's going to be about the starting rotation. And there's one guy who could be kind of the odd man out. But do I really think that? We'll discuss that. And that name is Jackson Rutledge, former first-round pick. Could he be the odd man out in 2024? We'll get into that a little later on in today's show. We're going to discuss what the starting pitching staff will look like to begin the year. But then this is what I think it's going to look like at the end of the year. And of course, it is very different. I'll discuss that in the second segment of today's show. But let's get into Mackenzie Gore's projections for 2024 as this is going to be a huge topic of discussion as a former top 10 prospect, a massive prospect coming out of high school, left-handed pitcher Mackenzie Gore in that Juan Soto trade. High expectations coming over here to D.C. He is here. He has arrived, and I think he's going to be your Nationals ace. I'll tell you why after I tell you guys about Game Time, because today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. And download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. And, of course, Mackenzie Gore. If you're an everydayer out there, first off, thank you. Second off, you know how I feel about Mackenzie Gore. Mackenzie Gore, in my opinion, is the best pitcher on this national staff entering 2024. I believe that last offseason as well. I think Mackenzie Gore, out of all the five guys on this roster right now, on the starting rotation staff rather, I think Mackenzie Gore is the only one who has Cy Young potential. I think Mackenzie Gore has that potential to be a Cy Young Award winner down the road. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. I'm not saying that's going to be the case in the next few years. But I think of all the pitchers on this national staff right now, it's really between him, Josiah Gray, and that's just about it. I think Cade Cavalli down the line, maybe if the best situation possible, could be a front-end starter. But that, then again, with kind of everything that has transpired over the last few years, the injuries, you just can't really tell what he's going to be. But with Mackenzie Gore, his stuff is Cy Young-worthy. And I think you saw that over the course of 2023 as – he was very dominant in many different ways. He started off the year hot. He was really good. One of the best pitchers in the, the NL East at some point over the summer. As he had a very good stretch of dominating the Braves. He had a very good first half of the season. And of course, he did come into some roadblocks as you know a lot of young pitchers will have to do over the course of a season. But Mike Rizzo, again, in 2022, he said this one thing. And at that moment in time, 
I had no idea what he was talking about. When he was asked about Josiah Gray, he was very thrilled that Josiah Gray got through his first full season healthy, and he kind of got to learn what it's like to pitch every five days and pitch on that schedule, unlike when you're down in the minor leagues where you may have a few extra day offs here and there. You're not really as uh, up front. You're not really pitching as many innings as you would up in the major league. So then Josiah Gray in 2023 took a step up, had an all-star season, and all of a sudden, you started to see that vision click there. Mackenzie Gore is entering that season this year. I think this is going to be the year where he kind of takes that step up and could be representing the Nationals in the All-Star game. In fact, at this moment in time, this is not my official prediction, but if I were to say there, which National will be an All-Star heading into 2024, probably going to be Mackenzie Gore. Because here's the thing. His percentiles on Baseball Savant are pretty telling of what he was last year. 64th percentile as far as whiff percentage goes. That is something that if you're a young pitcher, you're not really always that high up there. You're better than your average MLB pitcher. Chase percentage is in the 56th percentile. And most importantly, in my opinion, his strikeout percentage is in the 69th percentile. And all while doing this, while throwing four pitches, he technically threw five over the course of the season, but still he had four main pitches, his four-seam fastball, his curveball, which was very effective, his slider, and of course a changeup that he mixed in every now and then as well. And then of course he threw a sweeper apparently like 14, 15 times over the course of 2023. So we'll see if he mixes that in a little bit more entering 2024, but still those first four pitches, pretty solid pitches. Most importantly, I think his curveball was probably the best of all of them. He even saw a slider mix in every now and then, a changeup that he could probably throw a little bit more over the course of 2024. That's kind of one of those goals I think you'll probably see him throw a lot more in spring training. But Mackenzie Gore is going to be the guy this year. He's going to be your Josiah Gray of 2024. Because again, let's just think of it this way. Former top prospect, top 10 prospect in all of baseball at one point, and many different sites. One of the best left-handed pitching prospects in the last few cycles as far as prospects go. Mackenzie Gore is going to be entering his second full season up in the major leagues. He's already gotten his feet wet last year. He stayed healthy, which is a key thing. And really, he had those blister issues. But even then, you all know, was not that big of a deal. This is going to be the year for Mackenzie Gore. He's going to be the guy to really kind of take that next step up. Now, what is going to carry him to take that next step up? In my opinion, as we've kind of been alluding to over the first segment here, he's got a pretty good pitch mix already. The four-seam fastball, which is very good. His curveball, which has been excellent. His slider and his changeup. Those four pitches are very, just a nice little depth percentage, you could say, as far as a starting pitcher goes. But here's what I want to see more from Mackenzie Gore. And this is where I think he'll be able to take his big next step up. Using that slider and his changeup a little bit more effectively. You saw his fastball and you saw his curveball work very effectively over year one. If you can kind of get those secondary pitches, your slider, your changeup, maybe your sweeper comes more into play this year. If you can get pitches like that to really kind of come up and be effective and get swings and misses, which he did at an elite rate for rookies this last year, that is when you'll see a much improved version of Mackenzie Gore. Because again, your ERA hovering in the mid fours, which is what it was last year, mid-low fours, whatever. For a rookie, I'll take that any day of the week. Entering your second full professional season, this is going to be a big year. A lot of people talk about the leap. Mike Rizzo has talked about it. 
Davey Martinez has talked about it in the past. And again, to kind of bring it up again, Josiah Gray, his second full season, that is when he had that all-star campaign just this last year. I think Mackenzie Gore can do just that. And in fact, it's not crazy to expect, not this all-star campaign, but still, it's not crazy to expect a pretty big jump up. Because I think some people do kind of forget about Mackenzie Gore. You do kind of forget about the prospect that he was at one point at a time. Mackenzie Gore is a massive prospect coming out of high school. A big time recruit. Ultimately, the Padres snagged him. Top five pick back in 2017. And since then, Mackenzie Gore, he's had his ups and downs. But most importantly, when he showed up in D.C., I think it's pretty obvious that this is going to be someone who's going to be a key member of this rotation moving forward. In 2024 in particular, that's going to be the year for him to break out. All the stars are aligning for that in just my opinion. But ultimately, it's going to come down to a lot of different factors. I think if he can get those secondary pitches up to par with his fastball and his curveball, that is when you will see a much more effective version of him. Josiah Gray in 2022, you all know it. He was known for his fastball and all the different junk pitches that he threw. He's got a nice variety of junk pitches. But Josiah Gray made a couple tweaks entering 2023. His fastball wasn't getting hit as much as it was in 2022. I think Mackenzie Gore, if he works in those secondary pitches, just like Josiah Gray did, kind of deepen that arsenal, get his stuff right, that is when you'll see a big, big improvement as far as maybe a little better results go. Because Mackenzie Gore did get bitten by the long ball every now and then. But when you're a starting pitcher, and when you're a young starting pitcher in particular, that's kind of what you expect, especially in the National League East, especially when you're a left-handed pitcher. It's going to happen. Teams in the NL East right now, the Atlanta Braves, set the Major League home run record this last year. You're going to run into some. The New York Mets with Pete Alonzo. You're going to run into Pete Alonzo every now and then. You're going to run into Bryce Harper every now and then. Ronald Acuna, Matt Olson, who led majors in all of home runs last year. You're going to run into some problems. That's not an issue. This year, though, that is when you'll start to see him kind of perfect his craft, I think. And that is when Nationals fans will understand this is going to be a guy that you can count on for years to come. Thank you all for making Locked On Nats your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And of course, check us out over on YouTube. Just search Locked On Nationals there. And that is where you'll find us. And that is where you will want to be because it is good content. Next, let's talk about the 2024 starting rotation staff. Because of course, it's going to be tricky. Who will fill that void the most, though? Who's going to start the year in the rotation, but who will end the year in the rotation? I've got those two flip sides of the coins here. We'll discuss that after I tell you guys about our good friends over at Game Time. And guys, have you ever had a frustrating ticket experience where you show up to a game last second, you can't get your tickets in store? Let me tell you guys about why you should never have to worry about it with our friends over at Game Time because Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all in prices. You have views from your seats and their best price guaranteed. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Here are some of the great things about Game Time is that they've got last-minute tickets, flash deals, Game Time app experience, and of course, you will never want to miss the view from your seats. That is one of my favorite parts of game time. I can see exactly where I am. And if you're over at Nationals Park, there are some obstructed seats. 
but game time gives you the option to see. So you can kind of stay away from those seats. And of course, they give you the best price guaranteed at every moment in time. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. And of course, download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase terms apply again, create an account and redeem code L O C K E D O N for $20 off download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And now we get back into it as the nationals. They've got some questions on their starting rotation staff. At least that's what we think heading into 2024. So let's just get right into it because these are kind of the projections for the starting rotation staff. I kind of gave it away. Number one, Mackenzie Gore. He's going to be your ace of this Nationals rotation staff. Now, with that said, that is just my opinion. Opening day, who will be your opening day starter, you may ask? It's going to be Josiah Gray. Not really a surprise. One of the longest tenure guys outside of Patrick Corbin on this staff. Josiah Gray was the best pitcher for majority of 2023, you could say. All-star campaign. He deserves start opening day. And really, if you don't start Josiah Gray at opening day at this point, what are you doing? If you're going to start Patrick Corbin, what are we doing? You can't really do that. You're not going to start Mackenzie Gore, in my opinion, either. So that's all beside the point. Josiah Gray is going to start out as your one seed as far as your starting rotation goes. I don't think that's a surprise to anyone. Here's your two seed, Mackenzie Gore. I think Mackenzie Gore, again, the Nationals, they're very high on him. They know what to expect from Mackenzie Gore. Having that kind of one-two punch there kind of coming into fruition here with Mackenzie Gore as well as Josiah Gray, that lefty-righty just kind of back-to-back like that, that's kind of something that Nationals fans can get very steamed up for going down the line here. Now, here's the thing. This is where it gets a little bit muddy. This is going to begin the year, just for the record. We're going to get to the ending of the year and what this rotation could look like. Your number three is going to be Patrick Corbin. Yeah. It's going to be Patrick Corbin. It's not great. It's not what I would want, but it's going to be Patrick Corbin. Is there really much to say about that? One of the worst pitchers in the National League, one of the worst starting pitchers in the National League since 2020. And no, that's not just me pouring gas on a situation here. Statistically, that's what it is. I don't have to run through the statistics. You all know it by now. It's not pretty. Your number four, second year guy, Jake Irvin. This is one of the guys who may take the biggest jump up in 2024. I truly do believe in that. Jake Irvin at one point in the second half of the season was one of, if not the best national starting pitcher down the stretch after having that start skip back in mid-summer there. Jake Irvin is someone who's going to be in the rotation, in my opinion, no matter what to start opening day. Got shut down a little bit early this last year with an ankle injury. Jake Irvin, he's going to be in the rotation to start the year, but will he be in it to end the year? We'll discuss that later on. Of course, your five starter is going to be Trevor Williams to start the year. Cade Cavalli is not healthy. You can't have them all. Cade Cavalli will not be starting the year up in the majors. He's still going to be rehabbing. He's going to make his way back pretty slowly up into the major leagues. There's no real reason to rush him. And really, the only competition with Trevor Williams at this point would be Jackson Rutledge. I just don't necessarily think he cracks the rotation going into opening day. Now, can he crack it later on in the year? Let's get into that because this is the way I see the Nationals kind of ending with this season. This is kind of the way that I see the rotation going over time. This is what will be the natural one through five going forward, barring any crazy setbacks or injuries or anything of that sort. 
This is what I think the rotation will be going forward, though. At the middle of the year, all-star break, when they kind of rejuvenate the rotation and what it could look like, this is what my projections are as we sit here today. Your number one who's going to be going out there, pitching Game 7 in the World Series with this national starting rotation, Mackenzie Gore. He's going to be your ace. He's going to be your one guy going forward in which the Nationals, they're going to trust him. They're going to ride him on his back. Again, let's kind of get back into it. Mackenzie Gore has Cy Young potential. There's not really many Nationals players you can say on this roster who has MVP potential as well as Cy Young potential. But I think Mackenzie Gore is the one guy that you can really look at and say, this guy could be a Cy Young. He could be the best at his position someday. That's what I look at Mackenzie Gore. That is how confident I am in Mackenzie Gore kind of developing and blossoming with this national staff. Now, if it doesn't happen, admittedly, I'm not going to blame it on Mackenzie Gore. I think it will probably be a way that the Nationals just kind of botch this process, but I don't really see that at this moment in time. I liked what I saw from Gore, and I think a lot of Nationals fans should like what they saw from Mackenzie Gore this year. He's a, a star, in my opinion, who's going to be blossoming in front of your eyes going forward. Number two, Josiah Gray. Coming off an all-star season, I think Josiah Gray is going to continue to shove. He's going to continue to prove that he's going to be a very good middle rotation guy going forward, but we all know the issues with him. Mechanics. You see some issues at times with his shoulder, kind of his front shoulder kind of dipping down a little bit. You've all seen the clips of it of where in the first half of the season where he was dominant, had that all-star ceiling, and then the second half, you kind of saw him get a little bit messy. He did fix it and correct it by the end of the year, but still, it was a little bit concerning considering it took him a little bit while to figure it out there, and his numbers just plummeted from being sky high up there, having a low three ERA, to then getting in that four ERA area. So Josiah Gray, though, he'll be your two starter this year. You're not really going to question it all too much. Here's your three starter. Jake Irvin. This is going to be someone who, again, who's going to take the biggest jump up in 2024, in my opinion. This is something we're going to get into as we kind of inch closer to 2024. And this is just a taste of what this national season could look like. But Jake Irvin, again, let me reiterate this. He's going to be the kind of the guy who surprises people the most, in my opinion. He's going to be the guy that you're going to really kind of hang your hat on, in my opinion, and go, the Nationals, they developed this guy. He's not supposed to be up in the majors dominating at this rate. I don't think he's going to dominate. Like, I don't think he's going to be an ace kind of guy. Like, but still, I think he's going to be a solid rotation piece who could be pretty damn good. Jake Irvin was impressive his rookie season. I didn't really see this coming. I didn't really see Jake Irvin coming out of nowhere and being this impressive, but he was good. Jake Irvin had some really bright moments for this Nationals team. And once they kind of corrected some, some fundamentals with his, similar to what they did with Gray, that is when you saw him really kind of pick it up and he showed a lot of confidence in what could be coming down the line for this Nationals rotation. So I think Jake Irvin, the end of the year, he's probably going to be your third best starting pitcher. And now with that said, it leads us to our number four starter, Cade Cavalli. Cade Cavalli coming off Tommy John surgery, former first round pick, a top 100 prospect entering last year on many different sites, basically every single site that you check. Cade Cavalli is a pretty legit prospect. And here's the thing with him. You don't really know what to expect. He's a little bit of a wild card entering this year because before Tommy John surgery, he had a little bit of a walk issue and at times gave up the long ball a little bit too frequently. But now coming off Tommy John surgery, number one, where, his, where the VLO, where will that be? 
Is it going to be sky high still? Is he still going to be sitting high 90s? Because the thing is, we all talk about Steven Strasburg back in the day. Cade Cavalli was obviously not the same prospect as Steven Strasburg, but they're similar in which the way they pitch. They're kind of these workhorses who throw 99 to 100. That's what Cade Cavalli is. There's a nice changeup, all the different things. But with Cade Cavalli, you can't just put expectations with Steven Strasburg and just say, oh, well, Steven Strasburg reinvented himself. He could sit 93, 94, and he's still doing his thing. That's not normal. That's not typical. We don't really, we don't, should we shouldn't expect that with Cade Cavalli going forward. It's an unrealistic expectation for anyone outside of Steven Strasburg in which the prospect that he was. Now, Cade Cavalli, he's still going to be good. But the key thing with him is where will that velo be? That is kind of what he was riding on with this Nationals team. It was kind of special. You could see him kind of ride up the velo, get a lot of swings and misses on that fastball, kind of pinpoint accuracy at times. But still, you just don't really know where this will be coming off Tommy John surgery. So going into spring training, he's going to be a guy that a lot of people will be watching those bullpens, seeing what he can do. And I think Cade Cavalli, if he is healthy, if he still has that velo up, pretty comfortably as your four starter for the entirety of the season. So we'll just have to see where he kind of ends up. But five starter to end the year, Patrick Corbin. Listen, not many other options at this point. Patrick Corbin entering his final year of the deal, $35 million. That is it. The Nationals are off the record with Patrick Corbin. You're going to have to do something. Patrick Corbin's going to be your five starter. I don't know what to say. There's no breakdown to come with it. You all know it. You don't want to hear Patrick Corbin breakdown at this point. You you just, if you know, you know. Patrick Corbin is going to be your five starter. They're probably not going to move him out of this point. But now with that said, there is one odd man out here. It's not Trevor Williams. It's former first round pick Jackson Rutledge. You may be wondering, what are we doing? Why don't we have Jackson Rutledge in this rotation? What is the point of it? I just feel like, in my opinion, he's going to be the odd man out heading into 2024. I'll explain as to why I think that after I tell you guys about our good friends over at FanDuel. And guys, happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch. Grab your favorite football sacks and placing some super bets. And FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Some of my W's will be maybe some pretzel bites that you eat. Buffalo Wings, and of course, my bets over on FanDuel. And not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown. Isaiah Pacheco, anytime touchdown score, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Now let's get back into it as 2019 first round pick Jackson Rutledge, the odd man out. This is why I think that though. Let me kind of set it with this. It's nothing that Jackson Rutledge has done wrong. It isn't. In my opinion, I think the Nationals over the years, we kind of discussed this a little bit yesterday. We hinted at this fact before we kind of talked about it today. The Nationals in the past have never had a talent identification issue. It's a player development issue. It's a flaw in this national system. It's been like that for quite some time under Mike Rizzo. That's not his fault. 
He's the one who kind of pinpoints the talent. You got guys to develop them. And of course, Mike Rizzo oversees the operation, so he's going to catch some of the shrapnel here. But with that said, Jackson Rulledge is kind of just one of those guys, in my opinion, who may just not fully be there just yet. You saw him at times this last year. He was solid. He had some good moments there, but still wasn't really anything special. Would you want to see him more in the rotation? Absolutely. Here's the thing, though. Who's going to be bumped from this rotation? Assuming everyone's healthy, and again, you're going to see Jackson Rutledge in the starting rotation at some point, just from natural injuries. Someone will get hurt. Jackson Rutledge will be the first one to get called up here. Or maybe he'll start the year in the bullpen. Who knows at this moment in time? It's too early to tell. But Gore Gray, Irvin Cavalli, Corbin, slash Trevor Williams, someone will get hurt. Or maybe in the second half of the season, they'll have the six-man rotation, kind of stretch out Kate Cavalli, stretch out Mackenzie Gore, Gray, as well as Jackson Rutledge. But the Nationals, if they're not going to bump Patrick Corbin to the bullpen, if they haven't done that over the last few years, what makes you think they're going to do it this year? It's his last year in his contract. He's going to be paid the most money, one of the highest paid pitchers entering this season at $35 million. They're not going to put that in the bullpen. With kind of the way that this family, the Lerner family, has worked over the last few years, they're not going to bump him to the bullpen for this. If Patrick Corbin, listen, we all know Patrick Corbin has not been a quality starter since 2019. We all understand that. No one in here thinks that Patrick Corbin has been a quality starter at some point this year. It's not going to happen this year either. But in years past, when it's been literally worst pitcher in all of baseball bad, they still haven't put him in the bullpen. It's not going to happen this last year. He's going to go out there every five days. He's going to stay healthy. He's going to be the leader of this rotation, kind of be the veteran guy, the veteran uh, voice in this clubhouse. And he's going to be in the rotation. And Jackson Rutledge, unfortunately, will be the odd man out. Now, here's the thing. I do think it will be a six-man rotation eventually. It'll just take some time to get there. And of course, injuries and natural stuff will happen, whether it be having a kid or whatever it is. Things will happen. Jackson Rutledge will be up in the majors at some point, but to begin the year, he's going to be the odd man out. The Nationals aren't going to move along from Patrick Corbin at this point and just stick him in the bullpen just to get a look at Jackson Rutledge. Obviously, that's what they should do, but it's just not going to happen at this moment in time. They haven't done it. I don't think they will do it going forward. Thank you all for making Locked On Nats your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And of course, we are back to your team every day. Off-season is over. In-season is back here. I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Have a good one.